Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Hello, listeners. Today we are talking about Cindy's experience with the self-empathy dance floor. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just doing extended self-empathy, what we call in the Bigby method, extended self-empathy. So did something happen recently? If it was like a general experience you tend to have? No, I had a couple of weeks in the last month where conflict happened in a few places. I hate when that happens. So for those of you out there in the world that think because I teach this means I don't ever have conflict, wrong. That's not how it goes, unfortunately. (laughs) I still have conflict. Luckily, I don't, I have thoughts that I don't have all that much conflict compared to most. That's so judgmental, but really, I don't think I have a whole lot of conflict, thankfully. But the point is we can take you off of the pedestal. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. In the last month, I have had several conflicts to in particular, that were really hard. And then just in general, bringing this into schools was very hard. So I was having a lot of inner conflict. But I was just realizing one day I woke up and I was just feeling so much anger, so much anger. It was gripping and horrible. I hate when I'm in a conflict and I have that experience internally. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it just feels so bad. So bad. I mean, I don't think there's anything worse than feeling anger, like extreme anger. Yeah, I I don't know how to get rid of it. Internally, everything is kind of like pulling in and is so tight. You almost can't breathe. At least that's my experience. I really hate it. So I woke up this one morning and I was just feeling a lot of that. And I was going to have to be in some conversations, even with some of the folks that I was having so much anger around. And I just was like, God, I just wish I could figure out how to shift this so that I can move into this space in a different way. And it just dawned on me like, oh, I should put down the NVC self-empathy dance floor that I teach and I give out to folks that this would be a perfect opportunity to do it. I mean, sometimes I do that in my head, but it's rare that I like, I have an actual copy of it that I can put down on the ground. And so for people that don't know what the heck I'm even talking about, what this looks like is I have these eight by 10, whatever, normal pieces of paper that are laminated. And on one, it says jackal. On the other, it says observation. On another one, it says feelings. On another one, it says surfing all of your needs. And then there's a separate one that says deepening with the one or two needs. And then there's one for mornings, like maybe I won't ever have this need met in this circumstance. Celebrations, things that I'm celebrating around this circumstance. And then there are several green ones. They're all color coded, by the way. Then there's several green ones for requests, like requests that I might make of myself or the other person, or maybe somebody in my life to get those needs contributed towards. So I have a sheet of paper for each one of those and I put them on the ground. And the whole process is about, for me, at least being honest about where I am when I am speaking out loud. First of all, I should say, I waited until my husband and my daughter left that morning because I thought if they heard me, they were going to think I was crazy for sure. Yeah, because you're doing this all out loud. Yeah, I did it out loud. And my intention was to do it with as much emphasis and as much 
internal, like whatever I was feeling emotionally, I did not want to hold back. I wanted to say things with the amount of energy that I was feeling internally. I wanted to jackal and say a lot of curse words in the moment. And yeah, I really thought if if they heard me, they're going to put me away in an insane asylum. 100% sure about that. So I did that. I put it down. I see you're laughing. Why are you laughing, Heather? Just imagining you walking around on these squares on the floor, yelling, and then probably being quiet and empathetic, but then going back to yelling. There was a lot of hand gestures too. Like not only the like, fuck you hand gesture, but when I did that, just for the record, I was stepping on the jackal. I knew I was in a jackally place. And that's the whole point. Like you can say and do whatever you want, but just be honest. And it's not going to be clean and linear all the time. Oh, no, not at all. And you're right. It was a lot of like saying things out loud, really with a lot of anger. And then maybe like just getting really quiet and noticing what the need was and getting like really deeply connected to it. And then going back to Jackal, there was a lot of things <laughs> on Jackal, like a lot. And when I was in Jackal, again, often I was with what I would call a very loud tone of voice. I was using my hands, like not just with F you, but like literally as I was like thrusting my hand down. I wish you could see me folks, but it's hard. Can you explain what I'm doing right now? Heather, so people can. It looks like you're slamming your hand down. Yeah, like with a lot of emphasis because I was so angry in that moment. Like it was like that. I don't know if anybody can kind of imagine, but that's what I was doing. And it really was all in service to this connection. That's the difference here. I was doing this because I wanted to be able to get rid of this anger and have more spaciousness and more ability to show up and be able to hear. So I looked maybe crazy to the outside world, maybe even a little bit to myself. It might have looked like I was angry and I was, but it was really more in service to connection and emotional safety and kindness and compassion. So I wasn't doing it to the person directly. And I was just going through my own process to shift the energy around it. Yeah, it sounds like you expressed a lot. I did. I expressed a whole lot. Was it helpful? It was, in my opinion, miraculously helpful. I mean, have you ever had a situation where you're so upset and you just cry and cry and cry about it? And then afterwards, you just kind of spent like it's done. And I just feel tired. You feel exhausted. Yeah, you feel exhausted, but the energy that was being contained inside of you is no longer there. Yeah, it moves out. It was exactly like that for me. Like I just had an experience of like, hallelujah, it really did shift. I wasn't holding it anymore. In fact, I had to go and be in some meetings for the rest of the day. And one of those meetings had the person in it that I was feeling that angry towards. And I didn't have that in me at all. I was so able to show up, not with that going on for me internally. And I just thought that it was victorious to be able to have that much control over my own self and my own way of showing up. Yeah, I would also imagine physically doing this dance floor helped like the science behind actually releasing mm -hmm. those emotions physically. Yes. Like talked about slamming your hands down and gesturing wildly. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that people are seen as kind of like off when they do those kinds of things. I mean, granted, if you were doing it to a person, I get, you know, what comes up is huge need for safety more than anything for the other. But I just would love to see what I did 
by myself normalize, like a thing that people do on the regular so that then they can step back into life and hold a lot more emotional safety for everybody around them. But yeah, even you said, you know, you wanted to wait until people left so you could have this kind of expression, but it would be so wildly beneficial if we could allow people to do that and hold the space safely for them. Yes. I mean, I was waiting for my husband and my daughter who both love me. And I don't even think I could have done it as fully because I would have felt embarrassed. I would have felt embarrassed. And it kind of made me think too about when I was working at Community Connections and I would meet with kids individually and we would share empathy, give and receive, and maybe they were going through something. And I would often invite them to do self-empathy in the way that I just shared. But often they wouldn't want to go to that extreme because it's embarrassing, I think, to show anybody that much of your own emotion and vulnerability. Like it's hard to be that honest about how angry you might be or how much vitriol you have towards a person in a moment. So not acceptable. To actually react. Right. And so the idea of reacting so that you can just get it out so that you don't have to react is a whole new concept. And it was a really good reminder to me of how powerful that process is. And I feel very grateful to have revisited it. And you found that it brought you into greater connection? 100%. Like I was able to move beyond and then have a whole lot more space to really lean into what was going on for the other. It was amazing. I kept my self-empathy dance floor laminated sheets over there in my office. I've kept them out because I'm like, oh, I just want to remember to pull these out on the regular when I'm having a moment like that because it was super supportive. Yeah. And just for people to realize if you're tracking the way that we teach NVC under the Big B method, you know, we say there are basically three places to step on the dance floor. One is giving empathy to other. One is expressing what's going on for you. And then the third is, I'm going to test you here, Heather. What's the third area of the dance floor? Jackal. You go to jackal or weight. The weight part of the dance floor, right, which stands for why am I talking or what am I thinking? And that's what I was in. I was in weight. I was away from the person doing a very specific process in service to being able to go back into the conversation. So just so people are marking like, where does this all fit? That's where I was in my process. So Jackal goes into expressing. No. So those are two different spots, Jackal. And you said there was a third, but Jackal and wait. Well, Jackal is in wait. Jackal with awareness. That's the difference. Jackal with awareness is under the weight portion of it. People can jackal to somebody, but there's no place for that under empathy or expression. Because if you're jackaling to somebody, then you're not going to have connection. So there's mm-hmm. Jackal with awareness. So again just knowing that's what you're doing. Most people when they're jackaling have no idea that they're saying judgmental things. That's a big part of why NVC is so powerful to learn that and have awareness of that so that you keep yourself safe. And then you can use your jackal when you're in wait to move into more connection with what is going on for me. What am I feeling? What am I needing? Much of what I did during my self-empathy process here that I just explained was jackaling, but I knew I knew every time when I was doing it, I stepped on over to that square. When you're doing self-empathy, it's just, where are you? Are you in jackal? Are you in observation? Are you saying what your needs are? Just know where you are. Know where you are. Always know where you are. That can be the name of this episode. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. I'll remember that. All right. So if you would like to get in touch with us, you can call our empathy warm line number, which is 
850-706-0488. Wow. Good job, Heather. Amazing. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NBC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.